You're listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 35. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Hey, hello everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Scott Wellens. I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that's you my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And today's episode is titled 10, yes 10, 401k pitfalls to avoid. But first, I just want to say real quick, thank you so much for listening to the Best in Wealth podcast. I appreciate first-time listeners, long-time listeners, whoever in the heck will download and listen to my show. That's who I am thankful for, and that's every single one of you listening today. So this podcast is dedicated to family stewards. What the crap is a family steward, you ask? Well, there's a lot of different definitions, but my question to you is, do you go to work every day for your family? Do you make sacrifices for your family? Do you watch out for your family? Do you protect your family? Do you make money decisions about your family so that you can protect and make your family financially secure? Wow. So much burden you have if that is you. And if it is, my friend, you are a family steward. That's why I started this show to begin with. Because the whole goal is for you to feel less stress and feel more secure about your family's future. That's why this show exists. That's why I work hours and hours every week so that I can hopefully bring less stress to your life. Because let's face it, family stewards out there, because I'm one too. This ain't easy at all, especially when your kids are younger. And literally 95% of your time is taken up by either going to work or taking care of the kids after work or before work. There's barely even enough time when you have a young family to do anything for yourself. When you're not at work and taking care of your kids, you're cleaning the house because more than often we're talking about two income families right now. You're doing bills. You're doing all this other stuff. Oh, and by the way, let's make sure you don't screw up your financial life because that is your responsibility too. So for all you family stewards out there, you are not alone. You are not in a boat all by yourself. We have a community here bringing us all together because me included, we all want to and need to and deserve to feel secure about our family's future. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, 
10 401k pitfalls to avoid. Most of us listening have 401k plans. And if you're one that doesn't, if you own a small business or something, and maybe you just have a SEP IRA or regular traditional or Roth IRA, There are pitfalls in here that will relate and don't fear because next week's going to be all about IRAs. But this week we're going to concentrate on the 401k pitfalls to avoid, the top 10 401k pitfalls to avoid. When folks come to my office for consultations, we often talk about their 401ks and they want to make sure that they're invested correctly, investing enough, all that other business that I'm sure you've had to face being a family steward in your life. So let's get to these 10. Number one, pitfall to avoid is not contributing anything to your 401k plan. If that's you, shame on you. If your company offers a 401k plan, especially with a match, and you're not contributing to the plan, well, you're leaving money sitting on the table. Let's say, for example, you make 50 grand, and the company you work for matches 6% dollar for dollar of your salary. If you're not contributing to the 401k plan, then you're leaving three grand That's 50,000 times 6% of free, let me say again, free money on the table. Just picture it right now. Picture yourself sitting at the kitchen table with $3,100 bills right in front of you. And it is free for the taking. It's all yours. All you got to do is grab it, pick it up with your hand, put it into your pocket, It's yours, baby. It's all yours. Well, maybe it's your significant others too, but it's yours. If you're not contributing your 401k and you have a match, you are leaving free money lying on the table. You're getting up and walking away from it. Who on earth would do that? So don't do it. And if you're unsure if your employer is matching a percentage of your income, that you contribute, go to what is called the Summary Plan Description, SPD for short, to find out. The Summary Plan Description lays out a lot of different things about your plan, but one is the percentages of potential matches. Now, you may have to ask some more questions too because maybe your employer took a match away and didn't put it back or whatever. So if you're not sure to, simply call up Human Resources or whoever is in charge and they will provide a copy of the summary plan description and a schedule of matching if there's any at all. Do not leave money on the table. You do that, I'm gonna come over and grab it myself. Let's get to number two. Number two works off of number one. Number two is when you only save up to the employer match. That can be a huge mistake. I mean, congratulations. You're saving enough in your 401k to receive the match. Good for you. Pat on the back. Not so far, though. Because contrary to popular opinion, this is not a retirement plan. Just investing up to the match for most people is not enough. I mean, I'm so glad that you're getting your free money like we talked about in number one pitfall, but that's not a retirement plan. 
In fact, a lot of plans match about 3% of your income. So if you're putting in six and you're getting three, that's 9%. And for most people, that's not enough savings for you to achieve everything that's financially important to you to protect your family as a family steward. So what do you do instead? Calculate your retirement needs based off of your comprehensive plan that includes everything that is financially important to you. And if you don't have a plan right now, a good rule of thumb is to save at least 15% of your gross income. That's what I teach anybody who's serious about saving for retirement. However, if you are older and have not saved adequately for retirement, chances are you're going to have to save more than that 15%, maybe 20 or 25% in your retirement accounts so you do not outlive your money. Who wants to outlive their money? I don't see anybody raising their hand. Maybe because I'm just sitting in a room all by myself, but I am sure none of you are raising your hand right now. That is the number one goal everyone should have listening is not running out of money during retirement. No brainer, but it happens to the best of us. The number three pitfall, 401k pitfall, is not knowing the total operating expenses in your 401k plan. If you think you can control the stock market and whether it's going to go up or down today or tomorrow or next year, think again. That is not possible. You cannot control it, so don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. But expenses, my friend, there's something you can control. And unfortunately, not all 401k plans are created equal. In fact, usually the smaller companies with 401k plans tend to have higher fees. Large Fortune 500 companies tend to have lower fees. But the only way to find out about your 401k fees is to take a peek under the hood. How do you do this? Well, first, keep in mind that expenses come in many ways, shapes, and forms. And there are so many times that we just don't dig enough. Most of us are looking at the mutual fund expense ratios and believe those are the only fees in the plan because they'll see some other fee on their quarterly report that might reflect 15 or $20 and they think that's the only other fee in their plan. However, the day-to-day operation of a 401k plan involves fees for core administrative services such as record keeping, accounting, legal, and trustee services. These are usually rolled up into an administrative fee. And thankfully, the government has made the total fees more transparent in recent years. So the first place to look to find out what your total expenses are is in your plan annual fee disclosure statement. Only problem with that is that these statements are not uniform from 401k to 401k and some of them do not list all of these administrative expenses. So I would look at your fee disclosure statement first, but I'm not sure I'm going to stop there. If I were you, I'd go to your human resources department or employees benefits department and ask for a breakdown of all the fees in your plan. 
The other place to turn is you can call your plan's record keeper. Because usually, let's say you have a mutual fund expense ratio of a half a percent. Usually, all these administrative fees are wrapped up into the the total expense ratio or operating cost of that 401k's mutual fund. So you may have a half a percent for the actual mutual fund and then maybe a whole nother percent for all of these administrative fees. So your total operating expense for the money that you have in that particular fund is one and a half percent, not the half a percent of the actual mutual fund ratio. This gets so confusing for people, but it's so, so important. And I know you might be asking, what can I do about this anyway? Well, one thing that you can do is look at the total operating expenses in each mutual fund. And if the funds are good, just as good with the lower fees, select those because then you have a greater chance of performing better than the other mutual funds simply on the expense ratio. And another huge reason we're going to go into this next week is maybe you're going to put enough money in your employer match for your 401k to get the match, but then maybe you want to go elsewhere with some of your other money if the expense ratios are too high. And lastly, here's another reason, because if your fund expenses are so high, go back to your HR department and plead for them to do something about these total fees, to maybe find a different 401k plan. You see, oftentimes the owner of the company is the fiduciary over the plan. It is their duty to shop around for better plans for their employees. All right, let's roll. Let's get to number four pitfall in your 401k is asking your coworkers to pick your investments. Man, when I was in the corporate world, this happened all the time. And I'm going to say, fortunately to the people that were sitting around me, they knew that I have spent literally hundreds, if not thousands of hours researching the way investing works. So they knew to come to me so I could give them advice on which investments to invest in, in their 401k plan. Because these decisions, they're not light decisions. And I considered it an honor. But how often do you see in your workplace Johnny leaning over the side of his cube and asking Fred how he should invest in his 401k? And Fred simply gives his best guess, which may be nothing more than a guess. And that's how investments are invested. It's crazy that people spend sometimes literally five minutes figuring out their investment mix and just know that everyone has a unique blend of emotional risk tolerance, risk capacity, and goals and dreams, which should be determining the overall risk measure in each portfolio, in your 401k. Everyone is different which means we shouldn't have the same investment mix as Freddie or Johnny. And this becomes more increasingly important as your 401k balance grows. So don't lean over and talk to Johnny or Freddie about your 401k. Get professional help determining your risk and goal factors so you can get dialed into the mix that is best for you. 
I have a warning for you, though. Getting professional help from the investment advisor watching over your 401k plan may not be in your best interest. Why? Because sometimes these consultants might be paid higher commissions or kickbacks depending on which funds you are in. So they have a conflict of interest and may advise you to be into funds that may pay them more. So seek out a completely independent, fee-only, certified financial planner practitioner that can act in your best interest. Someone who does not have any other conflict of interest. All right, number five, pitfall. Not making sure your portfolio is diversified. One huge drawback from 401ks is that investment choices are limited. Often, There may only be 20 or even less than 20 total investment options. So a really complex, diversified portfolio of companies, sectors, and countries can be a challenge. Furthermore, tilting these portfolios to higher expected returns like value and size and profitability can almost be impossible. But really, We know that the more we can diversify the portfolio, like I just talked about, the more we can reduce risk and potentially increase expected return. So all things being equal, the portfolio, if you have a portfolio and the guy in the cube next to you has a portfolio and you have the same expected return, the person with the smaller risk percentage measured by standard deviation will end up with more money at the end of their career. Risk is so important in a portfolio. Practicing modern portfolio theory to build the most efficient portfolio that's in your best interest is necessary. Diversification is necessary. Now, I said it's hard in a 401k plan, but again, that's why you seek out professional advice, somebody acting in your best interest, a true fiduciary without any conflicts of interest, especially commissions or kickbacks. Because a professional can look at your options and at least find something or some mix that gives you the greatest chance for success within that 401k. There may not be the best options in the world, but choosing the best of the available options is still in your best interest. So number six, not reviewing your plan. That's the number six pitfall. Because our risk capacity and tolerance and goals, they change over time. So we need to review our investments on a yearly basis to ensure the portfolio fits our measurements. Again, review your overall comprehensive financial plan every year with a professional to keep on track. It's so easy to get off your intended track with our lives changing each year and how busy we are as family stewards. We often don't look at it as much as we should, but it helps to create a situation to put you in the best position to accomplish everything financially you want to. That's why a professional can save you so much money and I get it. You're saying to yourself, why would I ever hire a professional since I have to pay them? Why don't I just do it by myself? I get what you're saying. However, if the fee is low enough by this professional, he or she will greatly outweigh the expense and pay for himself or herself over and over again. 
by keeping you on track and helping you with the things that you don't know. Because we know that we are smart people and have complex careers, but we don't know everything about the financial world. Find a professional you can trust. Okay, number seven pitfall is avoiding risk entirely. I see this all the time. So many people do not completely understand risk as it relates to investing. So they end up putting all their 401k money in some stable investment fund earning maybe 1%. There are two major problems with this scenario. First, if we really want to not outlive our money in retirement and to be able to achieve all of our goals and dreams, we need growth in our investments. Risk-averse individuals do not need to take an enormous amount of risk to generate returns that will keep them on track. So also, people who are investing in some sort of maybe stable value fund may only earn 1% from this particular investment. They're actually taking on a tremendous amount of risk, and that risk I'm referring to is inflation risk. If long-term inflation is 3% and the investment is only making 1%, then the real purchasing power of the money in your account is losing 2% every year. I don't know about you, but I do not want a guaranteed loss of 2% per year for my investments. Let's move to number eight. Number eight. Pitfall is borrowing from your 401k. Never do this, please. 401k loans, they sound so good. I'm going to go borrow some money for a low interest rate and pay myself back with interest. Sounds great. But listen to me clearly. Your retirement money should not be treated like a bank. First of all, the money you borrow is now not invested in the market. So if you expect to get long-term market average returns so that we can get the growth in our investments so we can achieve all of our dreams, if you want that and you're not invested in the market with this money that you have on loan, all bets are off to get market returns. And the other reason, if you leave your job because you're fired or get a better job, or whatever, and you still have this outstanding loan, you may be forced to pay it all back immediately. And the only way you might be able to pay it back is by taking that 401k money out, which means you're paying taxes and penalties to pay back your loan. So if you have a $50,000 loan, well, you might need to take out 65 or 70,000 or more to actually pay the loan back. Never, ever do this, please. All right, number nine, market timing with your 401k. Avoid this pitfall, please. Emotions are so real and so dangerous, and it's hard. I mean hard to be objective about your own money. And the media does not have your best interest in mind. They are generally not folks who are taking a long-term perspective on your money. They're more concerned about getting your fears going so that you will continue to watch their program or read their book or magazine. It's so easy to read or hear from the dude in the cube next to you about how the market may 
be heading for a recession or other dangerous events that leads us to make quick emotional decisions. Your 401k, my friend, is long-term money. Do not make a short-term decision about your long-term money. The best way to generate market-like returns is not to fool with your investment mix. If you do, the probability of achieving your financial goals most likely will go down. Trying to predict where the stock market is headed and making decisions off of that prediction is a fool's game. It requires a crystal ball. I do not know anybody with a crystal ball. I do know John Bogle. I think he's over 90 now. Went to Princeton. Founded Vanguard. I mean, this cat's been on Wall Street his entire life. And he said, I do not know anyone who can reliably predict market turns over and over again. Then he went on to say, furthermore, I do not know anyone who knows anyone who can reliably time the market. Don't do it. Be disciplined. If you want the greatest chance for success for your family, be disciplined. All right, my friends, we're just about there. The final pitfall that people make with their 401ks, making a wrong decision when you leave your job. We are in a different era than our parents. The average individual will have several jobs throughout their career. So many people cash in their 401ks after they leave their job. Man, that's the worst thing you can do. People rationalize It is only a few thousand dollars, so the taxes and penalties are not going to be much anyway. However, think of the time value of money. If you're 27 years old with a $3,000 401k and you leave your job, you decide to cash out, you're cashing in way more than three grand. First of all, you're not even getting the full three grand because you got to pay taxes and penalties on the three grand. Secondly, let's pretend you kept it in the 401k plan and you retired your full retirement age and a 27 year old right now is 67. So that's 40 years away. Let's pretend further that that $3,000 grows at an average rate of 9% per year over the next 40 years. You know what? That balance, that $3,000 measly balance turns into over $65,000. Isn't that way better than the three grand, which is more like two grand after taxes and penalties? I mean, dang it. I sure hope you enjoy the two grand. Get you a big screen TV or something. I prefer the 65 grand when I retire. The majority of people who have small 401ks cash them out. Not us. We're family stewards. We do things differently. All right, there you have it. The 10 401k pitfalls to avoid. Make sure you're contributing to your 401k at least up to the match. But we know you need to be saving more too. And we're going to go over different places to invest money 
next week. So tune in for sure next week. And if you want more resources, go to bestandwealth.com and you will find 34 more episodes that relate to family stewardship and money, growing wealth. And as a family steward, we know that wealth is not all about numbers. Wealth is about aligning your cornerstones. And once you align those cornerstones, build abundance within them. Part of that means being a steward with your money and the investing portion. And when you have more time and when you have more money, you are allowed to build great abundance within your cornerstones. What are your cornerstones? I know one, your family. How about your friends, your spirituality, your career? How about your legacy? Man. Let's get on track. Don't you want to achieve everything financially that you ever dreamed about? All of your goals, all of your dreams, all of your wishes, all of your needs, all of them. You guys are awesome. And I'm going to see you next week on the flip side. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.